0: Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Kashif Booth podcast. If you're new here, each week I sit down with a guest and we discuss their career so far, the highs, the lows, and what's next for them. Today's guest is Fumi. She is a writer from London, the recent winner of a feature film competition script with Triforce. Get me, where's it again? I oh, know I'm going to get Triforce Creative Network. That's it. We, and also, we've worked product company as well. Greenacre Films. There we go. See, that was a mouthful (laughs) for me. (laughs) So congrats again and welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad
1: to be invited
0: as a guest. I'm happy to have you because we met about, I don't even know, I'm so bad of maths, I think about eight months ago
1: because I know it's hard. It's hard to like think about time in the pandemic because really and truly we were free. Like, four months ago but it feels like I don't know yeah time is just moving at a weird pace at the moment but yeah we kind of met Summer last year.
0: Yeah and the thing is we met at your cousin who's my friend's I'd say mm. quarantine house party thing you know it was summer so don't judge them. he was able to be out <laughs> and we just got talking I mean that room was filled with so many successful people and when you're mm. in a room like that you're just going to talk about your not just like casual stuff but also your career and stuff like that and we got to chat in mm. as I'm a producer and you're a writer and we just kind of like hit off like that and then I was able to read one of your scripts called Unit Girls," which I loved and now look at you! Now you've got this deal. So,
1: it's
0: amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so can you tell us like more about okay the competition? How did it come together? How did you know about it? What was the process like?
1: Um, yeah, it's really funny because I I look back at at each stage of the competition, I was it, <laughs> I was thinking how this would be a really good story if I win, <laughs> and then I turned around and <laughs> uh, because when I first applied the competition this was my maybe like June July time and I had had like the idea for the film Melanation in my phone notes the Title, Sorry. <laughs> and it was like really rough it was it was something along the lines of oh a Nollywood inspired film set in an Nation parody <laughs> type <laughs> world um, and I had it in my phone notes and then I was just like oh film pitch competition well this is my only feature film idea so let me go ahead and develop this into a two-page pitch which is what we have to have to apply with and 10 to 15 pages of script. but everyone who knows me knows that I'm extremely last minute with everything and so I basically pulled together the two-page pitch on the weekend um that it was like it was due on that Sunday and like oh. <laughs> together on the Saturday <laughs> and then um I was literally writing the the ten to fifteen pages of script um, the few hours before, and I was just rambling. And I I literally wrote about seven and a half pages wow. to 10, 10 minutes before the deadline. And I was like, you know what? I've I spent all weekend on this. All weekend on this. I'm just gonna submit it. <laughs> and and then when I found out I made it as a finalist, I was so shocked. Like, I was just like, oh my god! And it was funny as well because. Um, there was 12 finalists and um, they said that in they did a workshop with us to to help us develop our two-page pitches um, again to be uh, like stronger and they said that some of the two-page pitches had a good world, but the s- story itself wasn't very strong. And I knew that was an indirect at me. <laughs> I, knew <that> my, <laughs> I knew that I had such a strong sense of the world of the story, but the actual story itself was a bit all over the place. Um, so I, um, so when I um, pulled together the two-page pitch again, I felt like I made it stronger. Um, and then I resubmitted it, and they were going to cut it down to six finalists. And then, about a few days after I resubmitted it, I had an epiphany <laughs> that so a key element should be changed because essentially the couple had just broken up, the main two characters. And I changed my mind thinking it would make more sense if they had just, you know, become a couple um, without giving too much detail about the plot, although the plot's changed a lot since. Um, <laughs> and so I just re pulled together the two page pitch without asking them if it was too late and I sent it to them <laughs> and I said to them I don't know if you made your decision yet <laughs> <laughs> I re pulled together my pitch because I feel like this makes it stronger I bullet point is the reasons why and I was like it makes the characters more likable it makes more sense with this, their motivations and I, I was like it's my only chance I'm not I'm not gonna let it slip from me um and then and then luckily then the next round they said that I made it into the top six finalists and and in the in the meeting that I had with the producers um after they announced this I was like oh so did me resending my two-page pitch help and then their reaction basically suggested that had I not done that I wouldn't have made it as a finalist so (laughs) if anything trust your instincts guys right wow yeah and don't <laughs> let any opportunities slip from your hands like if you if you have that one shot just uh, always ask for forgiveness and not for permission because had I asked oh can I resubmit it they would have said no so that's why I just sent it to them I was just like um you know hope this works for you guys um and then the final funny story of the, the process <laughs> um because yeah the stages where there's initial submission two-page pitch and 10 to 15 pages of script then the second s- submission of redoing the two-page pitch after having the workshop where they kind of taught us how to do better log lines how to do a stronger synopsis how to pull together a treatment I mean yeah what goes into a treatment and then what also is good for a, a pitch and then uh, for the final stage they gave us script editors the top six of us um to pull together a 10 page prose treatment which was just the basically the whole film condensed into 10 pages and um i for me that was like my first time working with a script editor so it was a really it was a a really like valuable experience so i was just like regardless of what happens next i've learned so much from this experience of working with a script editor that i've i've it's made this whole thing worthwhile um so we worked with our script editor maybe for like, I feel like it was from November to December, so about two months. Um, and we we did our 10-page treatment and then also redid the pages of script because my story idea changed a lot with the script editor. Um, so I definitely had to redo my pages, my um sample script because the 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 first submission wasn't rele- relevant at all anymore um and the final funny story of my my um <laughs> my journey in this competition was that um just before the submission or kind of like the the date that my final submission was due fell onto a trip that I booked to um Brighton and it was my only holiday of the year and um and so I was, I felt awkward to tell my script editor because I was just like, oh, I should have known it. it. would clash. And I don't know. I, I was just, I was just um, getting un, unnecessarily um, worked up. Then I, I just said that, yeah, I just have to submit it early. And I remember um, the, the night before I went to Brighton, um, I was like, I basically stayed up all night after a full day of work because I still work nine to five <laughs> and I basically shut my laptop on Friday and then I stayed up from I stayed up all night up until like 15 minutes before my alarm rang for me to go get the train to Brighton the next day and I was like so I was half dead. but I um managed to submit and and you know when you're like working on something all night and you just you just don't know if your brain's working anymore like submitted it, I just said I'm not gonna read over it <laughs> I mean like I read over it when I submitted it but I meant after sending it in I was like I'm not gonna go back and check on it because if I see a typo <laughs> I'm gonna scream. <laughs> um so yeah I just sent it in I was just like what's done is done I did my best <laughs> um <laughs> And then, and then when they announced one, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Um, yeah, it was just it was it was such a long journey, but it was there. I like at so many points, I was like, "I don't even care whether I win or not," because I've gotten so much from this experience.
0: That is a great that was my long story. No, it was <laughs> a great story. But, <laughs> but I, I always like non-conventional stories because that's just how it is, mm-hmm. you know. Because it, and it also shows your talent, you know what I mean? It shows how talented you were as a writer because the way you was able oh, to yeah. put off the first round, okay, <laughs> it's, it's like, that speaks volumes, that speaks so volumes. <laughs> That's great, you don't know how happy I was when I saw you post, I was like, yes, Yes, I'm rooting for everybody Black, so listen, yeah, I was like, okay, I like because I'd read your script, your work before, so I I already knew how talented you are, I love the pacing of your writing, you're really good with dialogue as well, so when reading it, I can visually see it, and could see the characters on screen, so, you know, the project I read before, I'm sure will get commissioned soon now as well, after this, so that's great. <laughs> I also know that you work in advertising I know you mentioned that you serve have a nine so how has it been post winning the competition and then also managing well balancing your job as well how's that been?
1: Um, well I haven't fully started um, the movie commission just yet because we're still like in our contracting stages but looking back to when I was working on the treatment and working with the script at the turn working on the um, sample scripts it was like, it was long, <laughs> because um, the because I was working, I mean, I don't know, I've heard a lot of people who've been working from home during the pandemic say that we've all been working longer hours, and I've felt that as well, like it's just kind of like, I don't know how it's happened, but it's just like, we've all been working nine to seven instead of nine to five, and it, and so, I've been working longer hours at work and then I'll be like tired like oh, I just want to chill now and then I'll be like oh no <laughs> I have to go and spend another x amount of hours on my writing um and <clears throat> there were times as well I hope none of my work listens to this but like I'll just <laughs> I'll, I'll find quiet moments at work and then just, sw- just switch to my script to my treatment <laughs> and um yeah so it it was it was Exhausting, but I'm I've learned from that now. um, When I'm going into um, full script commission, to make sure that I manage my time really well. And um, I think if I try and write before work, that will be good for me. But then also just yeah, trying to manage my time at work because we don't need to be overworking just because we're working from home. We don't need to be overworking just because we're not shutting our laptop and. Um, putting it in our locker and then getting on the train home so I think making sure that I don't overwork in my day job will also help me to manage my time better manage my energy and creativity better for my writing.
0: I can relate to what you said because as a producer Mm -hmm. I'm Listen, I've got so many projects going on at once and I hope nobody from my job is listening, but I've had to like, take separate zoom calls or take separate calls or do other emails while I'm supposed to be working. But, yeah, exactly. you know, yeah, I mean, life doesn't stop, you know, so I totally understand that I totally get it because I feel like I've been working non-stop as well, like I worked yesterday for my day job and then from home, and then I had to edit a video because I want to submit to a funding application. So it's like, it consistently Mm -hmm. goes. So I definitely understand that. So have you been able to get an agent now? Like what's kind of like the status of your budding
1: writing career? So when it was announced that I got my feature commission, I thought, oh, let me use this to get an agent um before I sign anything so I was like oh should I start my agent hunt so I was like doing some research into agents and stuff like that but I got advice from people that it's it's better to be hunted um than to hunt when it comes to agents and um the more the more you can do for yourself in terms of achievements um then the more likely the agents will come running to you so even with this feature film um hopefully further down the line when I'm meeting more people. um, And when more opportunities are coming, then hopefully I can meet more agents who who will be actively actively willing to sign me rather than me going out of my way to kind of like, um, you know, chase them down, especially because they probably get loads of people, you know, in their their inbox like, oh, represent
0: me, represent me.
1: so yeah initially i I was gonna use it, but I've changed my mind now, and I'm just gonna try and get a few more wins and a few more i don't know just get get more work myself, and then you know when 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 my name's out there a little bit more hopefully um one of them will will chase me down. <laughs> I'm sure it will happen soon
0: because um in one of the episodes I think it's the fourth episode of this season um We got an exclusive of a writer who's recently been commissioned by Channel 4 to do a pilot, and she had been dancing around like agents for a while. None of them were really interested in signing her, but then when she got this opportunity to write for this Channel 4 show, then she was just able to contact an agent who was already interested in her a lot. And now she got Mm -hmm. signed. So she just was like, okay, well, because I was saying to myself, because I'm trying to get back into writing and stuff like that. She was like, you know, you can get an agent when the time is right. You know, like if you're Mm -hmm. in the room, that's when you just need it to help you with contracts and all that stuff and negotiations. You don't really need it per se to get also always get into the room. So I think that's really good advice you receive because as soon as I feel like Mm -hmm. you get deeper into writing your film that's when your agents will be calling because more of it will be announced and stuff because it's funny because yeah. we were announced i saw you on broadcast you know that magazine right so it's everywhere so yeah. they should have been coming down but i'm sure
1: i mean i yeah i I did get one ad me on on linkedin but i wasn't sure i wasn't sure on that one so <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, okay okay
1: but um yeah i do definitely think um hopefully further down the line of the process with this specific commission as well um like maybe when a bit more noise is being made about it when it's a bit further in the development process um then maybe Uh, yeah maybe my name will be more out there for agents but we shall see (laughs) I feel
0: like I feel like it will because more people are going to want to work with you you know you're going to be working with different producers who want to like maybe do like a tv show next or whatever so I feel like it's coming it's coming manifest it manifest because it's coming you you can't do that (laughs) and not do anything next no it's just your writing career is about to take off to another level so you said that you know you had a really great one-on-one session with your script editor and stuff. What would you say is some of the best advice or stuff you gained from those sessions because I don't think writers realize how important script editors are and how Mm -hmm. beneficial they are to scripts because when I was working at um, ITV many years ago um, there was a lot of script editors and they would be up all night (laughs) writing because there's so many changes they needed to make and it was my job in production to run down and give it to everybody even though I got dirty looks from them but it helps move the story forward and change stuff so what were some of the
1: best tips or advice you received? Um, well, one of the things, the biggest things I learned in the process was how most of the time, like when I share my scripts with friends and people I know, um, it's kind of like an echo chamber. I think that's the word. It's kind of like when, when I'm writing stories for people like me, then they're obviously a lot more likely to just be like, yeah, this is what we want to see more of. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like they get it. Um, whereas obviously working with someone kind of like outside, outside of that audience bracket, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. it it means that I get some more objective um, feedback, and it's kind of like it helps to be able to adapt the story so that it's more universally understandable and universally appealing. Um, because I remember in my earlier stages with the script editor, I was I was like. I remember the first meeting actually I just left it feeling really defeated because I kind of was like I don't understand how I made it as a finalist when there's so much that's wrong with my idea because it was like oh this needs changing can you tell us more about it and I was like oh my gosh I didn't realize it was this bad <laughs> but but that that like having all those questions to answer and like having that kind of like um scrutinizing I don't know if that's the word. the like deeper analysis and kind of like really, um, really kind of digging out the purpose of every single little element of it and making sure that everything's really understandable to everyone um, helps make the idea evolve so much better because <clears throat> I obviously know what I want to tell and I know kind of like the themes that are important to me. Like with this film, um, I just wanted to show like multifaceted blackness, which is obviously a really one of my key themes in everything that I write but also I wanted to kind of like celebrate black culture and one of the ways in which the idea evolved was kind of like the it was basically like um, Jamaican and Nigerian (laughs) two different families feuding over their cultures and then I got the feedback like but why would they feud like this isn't in today's day and age. And I was like, well, it's meant to be like a comedy and it's just exaggerated, just cause like. <laughs> and I then there, there was- diaspora on Twitter, I, like all the time. So. Yeah. <laughs> and although, although it's like, yeah, we do on social media, we do see kind of like these walls and stuff like that. And um, cause yeah, it was, cause it was more the older generation that had a really big problem with it. Yeah. And then they were like, yeah. but the older generation in real life, aren't as backwards thinking as, as you think. And then I was just kind of like, I was just I was just like, I, <laughs> I know it's all subjective in many ways, um, but I just wanted to make sure that I could still either justify it as much as possible or evolve it so that it makes more sense. And then one of the third ways in which I evolved it was the two families now own restaurants. So then food's involved and then food links to culture a lot like this, this like food has such a strong relevance in culture and also it gives more reason for them to fight like they're feuding restaurants now
0: yeah,
1: yeah 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 and so the idea wouldn't have evolved like that had i not had the script editor and had i just been left in my own devices and told oh yeah
0: it's so good oh we need
1: we need a black film <laughs> like to actually have someone sit down and say but why but are you sure like make sure the motivations are all strong enough um, to have someone like question everything um, and then give me notes and on character motivations a a lot more um, was definitely really helpful and something i learned out the process is to not not take the criticism personally and to just make sure that you (laughs) to make sure that you understand it's coming from a place of we're all trying to make this better (laughs) Uh, rather than like I mean I didn't feel like I was being attacked but as in like you just as a writer you're just like precious over your story you're just like can you just tell me it's nice (laughs) when when you yeah you need to be really open to people telling you what's not working
0: that's really insightful and i think we mm-hmm. really need to hear that because a lot of the time we are we're creatives we are going to be defensive and emotional mm-hmm. over our work so as soon as you criticize it you're like well that, that was a dagger <laughs> to my heart like okay so i totally understand but that is really good some really good points what you said about you know really mm-hmm. emphasizing it and trying to show that comedy of the diaspora wars because if you're not from our culture then you won't understand it we will get it because we're Black, but we understand them. We're like, okay, yeah, it's dated, but we understand the banter between that. But then how can you take it to mm-hmm. another level? And that's how it gets so a broader audience for them to understand that. Because sometimes I think it's all about a business and the market, isn't it? So it's just like, mm-hmm. how can you market it outside of Black, African, Caribbean audiences? What about white latin people white europeans whatever so totally get that so that sounds really good good so i'm getting more excited to hear well watch your film <laughs> uh, so, yeah so who are some of your inspirations like people writers as you
1: look up to who are some of them and what i mean my most obvious um is Issa ray she is literally my phone screensaver um because she She's an example of um, like of bringing different black narratives to the mainstream. Like I, because obviously a lot of black narratives do tend to be kind of rooted in trauma or in crime or in pro- poverty, and it's like insecure. It's just this goofy, <laughs> a goofy black girl, basically like me, um, <laughs> and it's like relatable because um, it's there's I feel like every black story is valid but it's like we just want more like we want more different types of black stories and more representation and I feel like she does that um because there are so many different black stories to be told and I feel like she she brings that and also the dark skin female representation that's yeah. something else that's something else that needs to be said no. <laughs> and that's what she she does is increases that dark giving female representation and yeah I mean like I said she has a close place in my heart because she's a goofy black girl an awkward black girl as she says and I can relate we need more of those on screen <laughs> which is what I try and try and do with the the black British version um and then another obvious one because I'm just gonna name all the black women but yeah. okay, well, just because <laughs> as well known about her I mean, I try and learn from everyone's story of how they came up, because there's all such different stories. But even like, I I feel like I can relate to her and how she got her TV commission when she had never written a pilot before. And then I've got mine, <clears throat> my film one, and I'd never written a feature before. Um, so it's kind of like, you can just, you can, your journey can start anywhere, anyhow. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, it's it's what you do with the opportunity on on what happens next. But yeah, anytime I just see black um, women winning, it's amazing.
0: Amazing. No, I mean lots of people have said the same thing, and it's a it's understandable because they have really. Brought the representation black women want to see, especially mm-hmm. so much of because I saw a tweet yesterday actually of how there were so many dark skin representation in the 90s and like yeah, the 70s. What happened from the 2010s? It just kind of went down this hole, and yeah, like, exactly. Don't get me wrong, it's fine, yes, mixed women what lighter skinned women they're still black but it's just darker skinned mm. women it's just like they're nowhere to be seen <laughs> and it's so yeah. weird how colorism has really gone to the forefront when it comes to this industry so it's good to see it's coming back insecure yes it's ending with season five but got oh. show. i know i know <laughs> i mean called rap shit i think it's called yeah, yeah. coming. So the I know she's gonna exactly. have more representation. I know Yvonne Audie's got a show coming on Disney Plus soon. Uh, yeah, exactly. So it's we're here, so it's coming. So it's just the Black British we need to catch up. <laughs>
1: so uh, that's yeah, that. exactly. Yeah, and that's the thing is like, um, I feel like in America they have so many different. They have more different types of Black stories being told versus in the UK most of our black stuff is basically top boy blue story like we don't we don't have as many black stories Mm um so yeah i do want i i feel like the um, african-american um i feel like america Mm -hmm. (laughs) has a lot more diversity in their black stories versus the uk at the moment um So yeah, we are are growing, but there's always work to be done. And that's why as well that a lot of the Black actors go off to Hollywood because they want to be boxed in into certain roles and certain stories. And, you know, yeah, like John Boyega being able to be in Star Wars and um, Daniel Kaluuya being able to be in a film like Get Out. And yeah, we just don't have as much much opportunity here which is why we need more writers and more people behind the scene who are diverse to to bring stories for the black actors to have more diverse roles. I agree
0: and I feel like it's slowly it's getting there just like you winning this competition Mm -hmm. so many more like even channel four they've got this whole new black talent um thing they're building now I applied so I'm like yeah okay get me in like you know because People, I think, particularly with last year with George Floyd and the whole Black Lives Matter movement being at the forefront Mm. last summer, I feel like they're finally listening and understanding that there is value in the black market outside of America Mm. but worldwide and how influential black culture is on pop culture, (laughs) do you get what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, and I feel like it's slowly changing because, you know, Amel Amin, um, he wrote and I think he wrote and directed Uh, The first Black Christmas movie last year So that's coming out soon Mm -hmm. I think it's called Boxing Day and Is that the one that has Leanne from Little Mix in it? Yeah, and A.T.A.M.D. from How to Get With Bird Is in that as well Yeah, so that's, hello, dark skin representation Mm. Yeah, a normal Black romance film, yeah, because you know, we all have successful black marriages. <laughs> like we literally so yeah, so it it's it's coming, it's coming. So yeah. Mm. So outside of your new film coming, what else have you got going on that you can share anyway?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, nothing worth saying just yet. I just have been continuing with my writing in the background, although I have down a bit over the last lockdown. Um, but yeah, I definitely um been applying to stuff the same way that I usually would and that I did before I got this one. Um, so yeah, I just look for opportunities and then um write to them, apply for things.
0: Cool. And where can people find you on like social media and stuff to keep up to date with, you know, your film
1: and stuff like that. I should post more about my writing (laughs) on social media um but my main account that I use is my Instagram which is at for me f-u-n-m-i underscore underscore (laughs) um but yeah I definitely will start increasing the what I put um on my account in terms of writing for a while I actually tried to keep it hidden till I started making some movements because I didn't want to be I didn't want to be running around saying yeah I'm trying to do this I'm trying to do this and then (laughs) it not happened I was just really paranoid about that I was just like I want to I want to be making moves before I start posting it
0: (laughs) I totally understand like people always say to me oh you're so busy always doing stuff yeah I'm I've always got stuff going on but I only post when it's like time to post like, yeah. Okay. It's ready. Cause I understood the whole value of like building an online brand. That's just how it is. Mm-hmm. That's how I've been able to have so many different opportunities because the internet is so powerful and so big. So yeah, yeah. I, I'm like that. I like to only share when it's time. I don't want to be, Oh, I've got this idea. Yeah. And then it falls to Yeah.
1: Exactly. I'd like, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I do think I'm getting to a point where I can post more, so I will.
0: Cool. Well, thanks again for coming on the show. For me, it was great hearing your story and it's literally just the beginning, so we'll probably have to have you back to find out what's next. And don't forget to invite me to the premiere because I want to see the film. (laughs) Of course. Amazing. And thanks for having me. You're welcome. So thanks again, guys, for listening. Follow me all on the usual social media platforms at Kashif Booth. You can find me everywhere. Thanks again, guys. Bye.